Welcome to Spread the Word Now. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of the Lord. The Lord Jesus declares, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. It is my earnest prayer that as you receive the ever-living word, the brokenhearted will be healed, there will be liberty to the oppressed, recovery of sight to the spiritually blind, in the name of the Lord Jesus. I pray that the words you hear will not be persuasive words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power, so that your faith will not be in the wisdom of man, but in the power of God. Please welcome Broad Judge. Hi folks, we're going to be talking about what God our Father was planning when he had Jesus pass around the bread and wine during the Passover meal, On that night, Jesus was betrayed. This was the last Passover meal and feast the nation of Israel would ever need to celebrate. Every time we participate in receiving communion, sometimes called the Lord's Supper or Eucharist or Mass or Holy Communion, we are aware of the words of Jesus that say, This is the new covenant in my blood. Some versions say, This is the New Testament in my blood. We find this in Matthew chapter 26, Mark. Chapter 14, Luke, chapter 22, and 1 Corinthians, chapter 11. The Apostle Paul had a revelation from Jesus that we are to enjoy the bread and the wine in remembrance of him. There is a new covenant agreement between God and man, one that cancels out the old Abrahamic covenant. When Jesus said on the cross, it is finished, he was stating that he had fulfilled the purpose of the old covenant and the law of Moses. Just as the Passover feast was finished, so also all the sacrifices and laws of that first covenant were finished too. It is interesting that the whole temple building, the Holy of Holies, the Holy Place, the vessels and instruments both inside and outside were useless now. Jesus' blood shed along the pathways, lanes, and walkways that early morning in Jerusalem ushered in a new agreement with mankind as the beneficiary. Let's take a moment and follow how the old covenant was structured as it pointed ahead to its fulfillment in Christ Jesus. God, in his great love, began his covenant with Abram in Genesis 15 by saying to him, Take me a heifer, a goat, a ram, and a turtle dove, and a pigeon. These animals were God's side of the covenant. Their blood was God's substitute. Years later, after God had changed Abram's name to Abraham, God said, You shall keep my covenant. You are to circumcise every male in your household. This is found in Genesis chapter 17. The old covenant was now complete, sealed by the blood of both God and man. This meant that all Abraham had and would ever have was on the altar, everything. Likewise, it meant that God must keep and protect Abraham fully, totally. God's promise and his oath stood behind Abraham. This is an important concept to remember when we get to Jesus and to the new covenant. In Abraham, God found a friend, a true friend. This covenant agreement gave Abraham the right to boldly intercede on behalf of the righteous people in Sodom. Later, when the Israelites came out of Egypt... Three days after they crossed the Red Sea, God said to them, I will not put any diseases on you. Also, he said, I am the Lord who heals you. 
This is in Exodus chapter 15. God was still following his part of that covenant agreement. Soon God set up some commandments, a priesthood, sacrifices, offerings, and a set of laws to structure their daily activities. Under this first covenant, God was obligated to shield the Israelites from their enemies, to see that their land produced large crops, to see that their herds and flocks multiplied, to see that they were blessed with wealth. From this, the Israelites became the head of the nations. Jerusalem became the richest city. In war, it was said, one Israelite shall chase a thousand, two Israelites shall put 10,000 to flight. And that's in Deuteronomy 32. The Israelites were the treasure of God's heart. The new covenant that we now enjoy because of the blood of Jesus is patterned after this old one. Jesus displaced and fulfilled the old covenant. The old covenant was sealed with circumcision. The new covenant is sealed with the blood of Jesus. The old covenant had Levitical priesthood. The new one has Jesus as the high priest and us as the royal and holy priesthood. And you find that in 1 Peter chapter 2. The last priesthood, this last priesthood, had the tabernacle in the wilderness and Solomon's temple. Now our bodies are the temple of God and the Holy Spirit dwells within us. It is an awesome thought that God sees each one of us as more valuable than Solomon's temple with all its silver gold, bronze, and many beautiful colors. The Shekinah glory of that old temple resides within us. God our Father was the surety and guarantee of the old covenant. Jesus is the surety and guarantee of every word in the new covenant. The old covenant did not take away sin, it only covered it. Jesus sprinkled his own blood on the heavenly mercy seat once forever. And he now sits at the right hand of his father. No more blood sacrifices are needed. His blood, his blood met the pure requirements of his father. It covered all sin forever. What does this new covenant say about the present day ministry of our Lord Jesus, who is sitting at the right hand of the father? If you go to Apostle Paul's letter to Timothy, 1 Timothy chapter 2, it says, For there is one God and one mediator between God and mankind, the man Christ Jesus. As a mediator, Jesus can represent humanity to God because of what Jesus has done, not by what man has done. Hebrews 9 says, Jesus is the mediator of the new covenant. He mediates between God and lost mankind. Jesus is also an intercessor for us. Romans 8 says, Christ Jesus, who died, is at the right hand of God and is also interceding for us. Hebrews chapter 7 says, Therefore he is able to save completely those who come to God through him, because he always lives to intercede for them. Did you notice the one verse ends with us, the other verse ends with them? In the role of intercessor, Jesus can bring the requests of his own, his own bride, his own church, before the Father. Now turn over to 1 John chapter 2. Here we see John explaining that if a Christian person sins and wants to be restored to proper fellowship with the Father, we have an advocate sitting at the Father's right hand. John writes, My dear children, I write this to you so that you will not sin. But if anyone sins, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. 
Did you catch these roles of Jesus as he sits at the Father's right hand? First, he's a mediator between God and sinful man. He is living to intercede for the, for the Christian. He is a willing advocate for Christians who sin and want to come back home. Here is the most important thought. Turn to Hebrews 7.22. It says, By so much more, Jesus has become a surety of a better covenant. For us in these last days, Jesus is the surety or guarantee of the new covenant in his blood. This means all of heaven's ability, all of heaven's glory, all of heaven's strength, all of heaven's power are at our disposal when we call upon the name of Jesus in our prayers and our requests and our supplications. Jesus is the author and finisher of our faith. This means that Jesus builds up our faith to believe that he is fully capable to accomplish what we request of him. We have the name of Jesus to apprehend and grasp as our covenant partner. Everything Jesus has is committed to me when I need it. Everything I have is committed to Jesus when he needs it. He loves everyone I love, and I love everyone he loves. We are covenant brothers. We are in the end time of this world. Jesus is about to return in the clouds of glory. He spoke about what it would be like for his church. I believe there will be an unveiling of the power of God soon. Multitudes will come to his church. And this is not the different church buildings. I mean many will come to people who truly know their God. Acts 1.8 says, But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses about me. Jesus said at the end of Mark chapter 16, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name they will cast out demons, they will speak with new tongues, they will take up serpents, and if they drink anything deadly it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. It ends, And they went out and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them, confirming the word through accompanying signs. We need to rely on the name of Jesus. When you take communion again, think about his blood covenant. Because of this covenant, our Father in heaven can legally make us righteous, he can legally redeem us, he can legally make us a new creation, he can legally give us the right to use the name of Jesus, he can legally give us his Holy Spirit, and he can legally give us his word to speak with power and authority. And Jesus said, do this in remembrance of me. What a word. God has given to you and, and I something so special that many people today trivialize 
the communion or the Eucharist. But I believe that as you listen to this message again and again, that you begin to gain insight into the reason and the purposes for the Holy Communion. Jesus has become our mediator, our intercessor, our advocate. He has become all for us. His blood washes away our sins. Friend, would you come into the covenant that God has already caught for your benefit so that he can become your rare guard, he can become your shield, he can become your stronghold. I call upon you now, make Jesus the Lord of your life. This is the time, harden not your heart. And if you make this commitment today, I want to lead you in prayer. Join me now in prayer. Heavenly Father, I receive this covenant of the blood of Jesus, your Son, by confessing my sins, confessing my unbelief, confessing my strife and unrest and anger and bitterness, and asking you, Lord, to have mercy. Wash away my sins with the blood of of the blood, the blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus, that I might become a new man, become a new creation. And I thank you for it in the name of the Lord Jesus. And so, friend, if you made this prayer today genuinely, God heard you. And I want you to contact us. The information is coming just right now. And we'll send you some literature to support you in your work with God. Until next time, this is Pastor Joe. God bless and bye for now. Amen. You've been listening to a message from Spread the Word Global Ministries Red Deer. If you'd like more information, you can contact us at info at spreadthewordglobalministries.org or info at spreadthewordnow.org or through our website at www.spreadthewordglobalministries.org. Our phone number is 587-377-7745. Thank you. Bye for now.